Honey, you're ruining our kid with Charlotte and Tina, a Go Loud parenting podcast proudly sponsored by Buy Me. The only way to get done stores delivered to your door in as little as an hour. Shop the full range of grocery products handpicked by your Buy Me personal shopper. T's and C's apply. Honey, you're ruining our kids. The parenting podcast from an Irish man abroad. It's all about helping you with this challenge of raising kids. I am a stand-up comedian and Tina is a child development expert with more than 20 years of experience in the business. There's absolutely zero judgment here and everyone does it their own way. At the end of the day, you have to do what suits your family. And I'm just here to try and help them. you got to come down to the level and give them a chance got to give them a warning and say that is not okay what you did here's what's going to happen next. yeah it sounds a lot like our relationship <laughs> Jar, if you do that again <laughs> there's going to be no basketball for the rest of the week hello it's tina regan here from honey you're reading our kid i'm leading it today because jarlett just did a really long run and he's absolutely exhausted that's pretty much it yeah. yeah but thank you guys for tuning in and joining us and uh we hope you've had a really good week we've been loving all your emails and i've been getting back to people and um something that caught our eye this week was the i don't know if you guys have noticed this really weird online phenomenon of people cracking eggs onto their children's head as a surprise it's ridiculous it's absolutely crazy explain how it works well the first time i saw it was it was shared by britney spears i check in on britney a lot okay i check in on britney because i'm really worried for her she shares a lot of videos and this week she doesn't do anything that you don't do (laughs) (laughs) she doesn't do anything that you don't wish i don't do no you do a lot of crazy dances <laughs> I actually wish I could dance like her. I'm you not even able to Tina's dance like her. I'm such just, a bad dancer. I can't dance just like, like her. Like Brittany, when Tina's dancing, she does a crazy look into your eyes. <laughs> oh, and she flares I, her I don't like. I don't like giving um, laughing about Brittany because I do feel like she needs good people around her. Anyway, Brittany's period shit. All. Oftentimes, shares some really cute videos. And this week she shared a video and I was like, oh, what's this? And it was to a mom and an aunt cooking with their little girl. And um, then during it, they crack an egg on her head for the crack. And I didn't even mean to do that thumb there. Charlotte looked at me like, are you seriously doing that? I didn't actually mean to do that. Crack the egg. As in, as you would off the side of the bowl. Yeah, instead of baking. They use the child's head to do it. And And the child's response, and we'll drop in the audio here. There is a new prank on TikTok where people are surprising others by cracking an egg on their heads. Yeah, well, one aunt decided to prank her cute little niece, and the girl didn't just get mad. She got even. Okay, ready? One, two, three. (laughs) Hey! That wasn't very nice. That wasn't very nice. Can do to you? Anyway, this is a phenomenon. Loads of people are doing this. And, and I'm just here to say, stop. Well, <laughs> stop doing it. But it's only, as you say, it's only a bit of crack, Tina. Why? What's well, so wrong Well, it's about not it? a bit of crack because your child trusts you so much. Hmm. And what you've done is get them to a moment of calm. They're in an activity with you. They feel safe. Yeah. And you break their trust by breaking that egg over their head. What and what are you teaching but them? But what's the difference between cracking an egg off your kid's head <laughs> when you're making some cake and, you know, 
playing a prank on them in any other setting. Oh, I think I, I get that there needs to be silliness and pranks in in houses, right? But this is not a prank. This is it's a little bit mean because, you know, they are in a process with you. They are baking. They're doing a connecting activity. They're completely calm and feel safe. And in that moment, you're breaking that feeling of safety. And also, what are you teaching them? They're going to do it back to you. And well, that you're happens gonna... in the video, doesn't it? Oh, no, I don't think so. I think in the video that little girl's just distraught. But I've seen so many now and I just feel like, but you know what? I don't think similar. it's funny. I don't like it. It's very similar. It reminded me immediately of the uh, I got rid of your candy. Oh, I hate that. The Halloween Who's prank. Who's that, Jimmy Fallon? Jimmy or... Fallon and, uh, you know, yeah. and the kids going, what? Oh, oh, worse. Worse than that is the Grinch. The Grinch. The paying Why? a friend to arrive in as the Grinch and steal I a Christmas have tree. Never, I would never have gotten over that. If that happened to me as a kid. Okay, so there's there's going to be people listening to this now going, ah, come on. You have to be allowed to have a bit of a laugh with your kids. Kids are so serious now. And you're supposed to be a comedian is a sentence that's said to me. (laughs) A lot. On a daily basis. (laughs) On a a lot. I don't say that to you. Sentences I hear a lot. You could put that in your act. (laughs) You could write some material for you. Basically every single person we met over the summer was like. It's not just people with male accents. No, every single person we met was like, is that funny? Is that going to be in your routine? You're going to put that in the act. Like like I have no... Ideas. Like I'm a real shortage here <laughs> and I'm just scavenging I mean, funny from anywhere I can find it. A little four year old told you a joke and his grandmother was like, I suppose that'll be in the act now. Too. Oh, is he can write material for you now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, OK, you think I'd use a four year old <laughs> to write material. <laughs> All the four year olds are pretty insightful and funny. So who knows when you're with your kids. They really feel safe and you want that feeling of safety and trust with them. It's the same thing as when you throw a kid up in the air. Okay. Mm. And you don't when you don't catch them as that (laughs) that old joke. You throw them up and then you run. I don't know. That's an old story. But my dad did. Happened in your life. (laughs) My dad did throw me up as a kid and forget and walked away and I fell on the ground. Why did he throw you? Who knows? I don't remember. You were up there so long that he couldn't recall I don't remember. This story just gets told at my dad about me a lot. I obviously don't remember. I obviously hit my head pretty hard. But throwing your kid up into the air and that whole idea is not good for them either because it's just giving them a fright they don't really need. Yeah. They just don't need. Their nervous system doesn't need those frights. What they need from you is to know that's my safe place. That's the person I can trust. I won't get an egg. I won't get an egg cracked over my head when I'm at my piece cooking with baking with my mom yeah okay well i'd be interested because i'd imagine there's quite a few people that are going to disagree here well we like when people disagree with us gone too serious and that if you can't joke with your kid then in fact one of our questions one of the suggestions that i make this Mm. week is actually introducing some form of game that has Mm. That represents mom and dad are also silly and they make mistakes too. But that's, that being perfect that's isn't. totally different, oh, Jarlis. Of course. Because what you're doing with the Grinch is you're, you're bringing a fear into Christmas, that Grinch thing. And what you're doing with the Halloween sweets is a fear of loss into the child. It's not really crack. That's not crack. That's them going, oh, God, I can't even trust my parents to mind my sweets. Well, it's victim humour. Yeah, it's not nice. There's I don't a, like there's it. There's a real, there's a punching down element and to I, it you're in a I'm position s- of power yeah. if people are familiar with the concept of punching down comedians are meant to punch up they're mm. meant to be from a position of being lower and going look at the man up there and saying 
you know, this is silly mm. about this. But the second you're on top, and this is why wealthy comedians struggle to write material because they're in such a position of privilege. But if you're yeah. the parent and you're cracking he- uh, eggs off kids' heads, they're the loser yeah. in yeah. the joke. And I'm not saying It'd anything. It'd be funny if you asked your kid to crack an egg off your head. Yeah, that's exactly. And then they're like, what? Yeah. But it would be equally as confusing. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing is they're cracking eggs off their brothers and sisters' heads. Yeah. It's it's also a slippery slope because you start doing these pranks, you got to be ready for them to come back at you. And you got to be ready to receive them well because you're expecting them to be received well. So I don't know. Do I you just... know where you can get eggs? <laughs> Is this how you're going to bring up by me? <laughs> by me. They're our sponsor. Our char- they're our partner. Yeah, they're not they're, our charity they're, sponsor. They're not our charity. They're not a charity. They're a business and a very successful business. Yeah. Because what they do is they deliver groceries from Dunn stores to your door Within in as little hour. as an hour. Yeah, I love In some places them. in Ireland. If you're out of Ireland, I mean, we know we've got way more listeners outside of Ireland yeah, than we at do. home. Yeah, we do. We've been suggesting that you use the Buy Me app and our offer code to maybe send a bag of groceries to someone back home. Because I will tell you, during the pandemic, I don't know of all the gifts that we sent people and things that we were trying to cheer people up with. The bag of groceries just went so far. I think the bag of groceries always goes down well, Mm. really well. And actually, the service on Buy Me is so good that if you asked them to crack the eggs for you, they They would. They probably would. (laughs) Buyme.ie, download the app now and let's get to question number one. Hey, Tina and Charlotte, I found your podcast and I'm currently binge listening. Absolutely love it. I need some help, though, with my 11 year old daughter. She is a sweet child and is well behaved majority of the time. But in the last couple of years, have become increasingly anxious. Now, last year, she would cry every morning outside school. And even though I took the time to let her have her feelings and talk to her, she wasn't able to pinpoint a particular reason. Yeah. Now, this is so similar to emails that we've gotten before. Right, oh, yeah. right away. Absolutely. I, can, I think every parent has gone through this at this some point. Familiar. This is something now I think you're going to go through with your child. Yeah, definitely. I eventually took her to the GP and we all had a chat together and it seemed to help. So the major breakdowns have subsided. But I see her anxiety all the time. The slightest harsh word from us results in, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And sometimes even if we don't give out, she'll still panic. I have explained that if someone doesn't expressly say they are upset with you, then you don't have to continuously apologize. In fact, Mm. this sounds really like an email we got last season. Mm. If they don't communicate their annoyance, then leave them with it. But nothing seems to get through to her. She takes on so much in her head, bottles it up until she ends up in a fit of tears, which can last for ages. We have a good relationship. She knows she can tell us both anything. But if I try to talk about this when she feels calm, she freaks out and doesn't want to talk because she says it'll just upset her. Right. It's a very tricky age, you Yeah, because like you're trying your best to yeah. sit down and chat it through. And also, yeah, treat and them like, like they're older, but they're still quite young emotionally too. It's very tough. Yeah. And you know what? That... A tendency towards, and we'll get to it, towards going, I don't want to talk about this because it will upset me, yeah. is uh, something that 
I mean, grown-ups have that a oh, lot yeah. too. Yeah, so I think absolutely. This yeah. is something we've all got to push through. We all have certain areas where we're like, let's just not talk about that because it's too hard. Yeah. I'm so worried because I struggle with conflict and would often apologize to someone in arguing with them, even if I'm not wrong, just to the just to end the conflict. Well, you're definitely Irish. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's that. Right. Okay. And I'm so worried that this is where she's gotten it from. I'm also terrified of cause some kind of trauma due to how I parent that somehow I've caused her to panic when she gets told off. I've been going through early menopause and my mood swings are unreal and have once or twice flipped the lid, okay. which is totally understandable. Only human, yeah. I've been through the menopause twice myself and I've done that. <laughs> I coughed earlier again. <laughs> uh, like once or twice is nothing, really, yeah. is it? And I've overreacted over things. It's brave of her to admit that in this email. Yeah. A lot of people won't, but I do go back. And I apologize. Well, that's and brilliant. I explain she's, myself. Yeah, she's modeling good, good behavior here. Like, have I somehow scarred her? How do I convince her she is safe and try to calm her anxiety? Thank you for any help you can give. Well, I mean, what an incredible email, and I haven't actually been able to get back to this mom yet. Um, because I really thought the discussion of you, with you today would help me, you know, be able to go back to her with a clearer plan because there's so many. I just when I read it, I just thought of so many different things. First of all, unfortunately, I think she probably has unknowingly modeled this. Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry behavior. Hmm, I have done that do myself. Yeah, I have done that myself and I have been trying to take it back and try and refocus the way Mikey and uh, says sorry or the way he feels responsible for everybody and everything because I know he has seen me over empathize with things and over you know worry and yeah, everything and take on this responsibility yeah. for yeah. everyone's happiness I know and it was actually someone if you don't mind me saying it Jar, that when you were talking to someone and they to a therapist. A therapist and yeah. they helped you say that you know you can't be responsible yeah. for everyone else it was only when you said that to me I was like yeah, yeah. I can't I can't fix everyone <laughs> my therapist pointed out that yeah. I, that uh, and I don't care saying this <laughs> it's uh, it's an ego your yeah. ego thinks I am going to superman and mm. save everyone from their unhappiness. Yeah. Which is absurd. Well, what that advice that you passed on to me helped me do was it brings you to a place of rid ridiculousness. Because yeah. when you're like, well, why is that person mad at me? Why this? And then you remember the ego bit and you're like, well, why am I assuming it's me? Yeah. You know, why am I assuming I'm the problem? If I know in my heart I've done nothing wrong, yeah. why am I taking it? So anyway, what I was saying there was this poor woman probably has modeled it. We've all done that. We're all trying. Mm. But look, she's aware of it. She's thinking yeah. about that. So that's really good. And she can talk about that. I think talking about stuff like that with your daughter is really important. Secondly, I think she's mentioned early menopause there, right? Now, oh my God, the shit show she's probably going through. Horrific. Personally. Uh, personally, yeah. And thank God we're living in an age where women are allowed to talk about that a little bit more. Now, I... Because of health problems, I went through the menopause in my 20s, 1920, but it was medical menopause. I had all the same symptoms, but I was able to come out of it. So I will go through it again. And I feel like I'm in at the time it was really, really hard, but it was the only way I could 
possibly try and have kids later on. But now I feel like, thank God I had that experience younger because I feel like I'll be much more able to manage it. But most people will never have pre-experience yeah, menopause. You've seen the trailer for the menopause. Yeah, yeah. So, but what I will say to her is she is this girl's mother, yeah. right? And they are very similar in, and different in lots of ways. But th- this might be some a way they're similar in that biologically and chemically, her little girl is also going through changes and she will start being she will start menstruating and having her period. And there are lots of hormones and emotions and feelings she doesn't understand. And actually, this is a massive opportunity for them to bond and talk about this and how their both their bodies are both going through changes and that it they feel so out of control sometimes and sometimes their feelings they don't know how to handle them i feel like you're so tired poor Jarla from his run but um handle them that you know just opening that dialogue of all the feelings like talk encouraging your children to talk about all their feelings and not having answers for their feelings is a good idea. See, I love this answer because it goes underneath. And I always think this is your strength, Tina, that like Tina's seen all of this. Like when you email him with your anxiety issues with your kid, I always remember you coming home from school with the different stories of different kids going through different levels of anxiety at different ages, all ages. But what you've done here, though, is you've gone underneath before we get to the actual behaviours. Yeah. Is that chemically biologically, Mm. there can be an explanation for this that isn't totally the answer. No. But it's a significant component in what both of you are living through. Yeah. And like you say, that should bring women together. Well, it's a very, it is a massive, it is a massive (laughs) bonding opportunity. You're not an old lady. (laughs) It is a massive bonding opportunity. Jared, it's so funny when it comes to people in their 40s, because today I heard him say, you know, when they saw, you know, a young man come in like me and I was like, what are you talking about? You're 43. You always think you're still 20. That's why you say, oh, yeah, that's how you look, Benjamin Button. (laughs) But Um, um, right. So let's talk a little bit, though, about the actual commonality that you're seeing in this, Mm. that loads of parents are presenting with the same thing. Yeah. Anxiety that they can't really explain. The kid can't really tell you what they're anxious about. The pains in their stomach. Yes. They're unable. They're getting uneasy outside school. They're reluctant to go in the school gate. It's extremely frustrating, especially when you're just like, what is it? What's wrong? And they're like, I don't know what's wrong. Oh, and it's awful because you feel so powerless. And we do because we we go straight to the worst possible outcome of this anxiety, you know, whereas actually as a teenager, as a kid, you're going to feel anxious about a lot of things. And all they want you to do most of the time is say, oh, thank you for telling me that. I'm sorry that's happening to you. They're not really looking for an answer because you don't know how to fix them and they don't know how to fix themselves. They just want to be heard. And it is a really hard one because you've got to encourage your children to speak about it and tell you how they're feeling while not giving them too much attention for it because you don't want it to become something that they come to you, that they say they have when they're looking for your time. Mm. It is so hard. It is so hard. I mean, I don't know a parent who's not struggling with it. What I'm grateful for is that we live in an age where schools are doing more mindfulness, meditation. They're talking about feelings more. I mean, our little lad started secondary school twice a week. He has a well-being class. Unbelievable. But that's not helpful to this mom. Mm -hmm. I think with this mom, I think 
talking to her child way more about how what she is going through her, herself and how, you know, sometimes I'm acting like this and I feel anxious too because my body chemically is changing and there's hormones happening and there's things inside my body I don't quite understand. I feel a little bit out of control. And do you feel like that? Because I don't know if you're aware, but you're going to start your met- your period soon and there's all these changes that us as women have to get strong at dealing with and then telling her like you'll always have me to come talk to and that it's okay and that you know I also think you know giving her strategies of you know the the diary is really really important here she needs to have a safe space where she can write down whatever is going on in her head and have a space where she can just get it out mm. without, if she doesn't want to talk to her mother. Yeah. The diary is so important. And we even met a listener during the week who can remain nameless, who penned a big, long email to us. Yeah. That bounced back. But yeah. she felt better having, having just written having email. Having just written email. And I was um, saying I do that all the time. Write the email and delete so it. So when I read I, this, right, if I could throw in my two cents here. Mm. As somebody who's definitely dealt with anxiety over the years. Yeah. And as a kid and uh, in hindsight, because I didn't know at the time what I was going on and how it was manifesting mm. as different things like uh, skin conditions and whatever. Yeah. Uh, the sense in your adult life that I got when I spoke to a therapist about just wanting everyone to be happy. Yes. And feeling like I had to be the person to make everyone happy Mm -hmm. and that I had that power. Uh, It it comes from a place and what I can see in this kid that I could recognize in myself back then was that mistakes, if I make a mistake, there was too much weight on mistakes. The I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry is the fear that now everything's going to come crashing down. Yeah. So the anxiety outside the school for me comes down to your child knowing if I go in here and I mess up, Mm. it's going to produce an awful lot of upsetment that this is how I can make my mom proud. So there's a pressure to perform going in the gate. Now, this is where I brought up when we talked about this before we came on the air, Mm. that if your child is afraid to make mistakes well then they won't be exploring yeah they won't be creative yeah and you had a great idea to harness they won't find what they like Mm. they'll steer a very safe path and potentially miss out on friends yeah artistic opportunities and interests that they might like um and lead a kind of a sheltered existence whereas Mistakes, as I understand it, are where the best stuff comes from. Yeah, well, we're always trying to use that dialogue. And I know in schools they're always saying, well, you know, you won't learn without mistakes. Without mistakes. But you had a great idea for board games and playing games and the parents actually messing up a bit more during the board game so they don't look so perfect and the daughter can see, you know, my mom didn't win and she's fine with it or daddy made a big mistake the games and it's have to okay. be things like charades yeah they have to really be great idea things uh, games where you know dad has to try and communicate something in a minute whatever the game yeah. is whether it's categories or whatever and when he doesn't do it yeah we have to coach our partner in going 
oh, well, not the end of the world. Yeah. And then we had stuff with Mikey. I hope he doesn't mind us saying this, that when he, there was a timer or a buzzer, he just couldn't cope with that at yes, all. He yeah. gets so bang. So then we had, him up. we had to increase actual pressure games. We to had to play again again. way more games where there was a stopper mm. and a timer. And with practice, it really, mm. really helped. So <laughs> it also emulates yeah. the, the exam situation. Yeah. The schoolwork situation where that you've got five minutes until pens down. <laughs> like yeah, how many friends did you have? Because yeah, who, who blew it in the last five minutes because they just couldn't handle that the time was ticking away. I know, and there's no, there's no, there's no getting away from it. So practice is the thing. But your game night suggestion, I love it. But the only thing I know, parents are like, when do I have the time for that? Mm. So the unfortunate thing is, with this, you got to schedule it in. Yeah. You actually have to you make have to one. schedule your fun. Yeah, you do. You, <laughs> you got to make do. you got to make one of your nights game nights. It has to happen. Yeah. It has to happen. Children aren't playing enough games anyway. They're not learning this pressure techniques because they're not playing enough games. So I, I really to, hope we could leave it on one thing, mm. though. Like, I know myself that I don't have any time. I don't have any time mm. for anything. I barely have time uh, to, you know, even just take a half an hour to watch something on Netflix yeah. at the moment. I'm asleep in 15 minutes. Uh, but this time management and claiming back some kind of time and the return that you'll see. Yeah. Is in it's insane. Like yeah, I even think even the smallest amount of time. They call it habit stacking. You already do a thing. Yeah. Just stack this habit on top of it. At the end of dinner, you always pack the dishwasher before you do it. 10 minutes of game time after every meal. Yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah, that's pretty fun. But I, I do think that this mom, there might be an opportunity here for them to just bond. And that might really yeah, help. I think so. Her daughter won't feel so alone, mm. you know, and uh, just being more open about feelings in that house will really help too. Bedtime has turned into a battle. <laughs> I mean, that's a great opening line for an email yeah. and any, a line that uh, every parent can understand. I don't know anyone that has not had a battle at bedtime at some point. At some point. Absolutely. Same with everything, really. I mean, he sleeps in a cot bed in the middle of the room, one rail removed, the other with removable side bed rail, a lovely picture painted already. Yeah. He wanted the bed rail removed. Since then, he won't stay in his bed. He had a cunning plan. Oh. I just got to get this bed rail removed. This and is... then it's party time. I know. You hear about this all the time, don't you? He takes over an hour and a half every night to coax him back to bed. Oh, no. He keeps getting in and getting out. Just when you think he's settled... As soon as I'm back in the living room, he bolts out again, thinking it's great fun. <laughs> this is a laugh. I'd lose my mind. I'd uh, throw him out the window. That's <laughs> about that. Sleep out in the garden. <laughs> like that. Remove that bed rail. Uh, I try to calm. I uh, try to stay calm. And in a monotone voice. Very good. Very good. Well done. It's time to sleep. See you in the morning when the light is green. I have a tummy tippy clock. Excellent clock. Yeah, those are great. This goes on 10, 
to 15 times Fair each play, night. I'm surprised this person has the energy to write this email. I know, I feel He's driving me mad. Yeah. Then he says he's thirsty. Oh, oh no, toasty. no. And no. how do you turn that down? Well, you have to. I refuse to give him more water. Enough with the water. I always tell him around 6 p.m. that he needs to drink water before bedtime. He also wakes up wet during the night (gasps) around 3 a.m. in his nappy and comes to wake me. I gave him a wee-wee torch, but he just likes to play with it. Oh, Lord. Oh, no. Then he's up before, his light turns on green around 7am instead of 7.45 and either goes to the living room alone and climbs into the presses. (laughs) (laughs) He is what we call a character. (laughs) He can open the child locks now. (laughs) He's clever. Holy moly. His kid has it all worked out. I mean, there's going to be so many people listening to this going, is this about my child? (laughs) How did they get access to my house? Or sometimes he just comes into our bed. We live in an apartment, by the way, so everything is very close by. Please help. Tina, what are you going to do with this little eccentric boy who's decided? Well, he's not eccentric. Sleep is a thing of the past. That's the thing. I mean, this is so common. We hear it all the time. I do have to say, realistically, seven is great going. I mean, I think you're setting the clock too late. 7.45, there's no kid in the world who's going to sleep okay, until 7.45. So right off the bat, you think that's a little late to be getting up? I think right off the bat, that's a lot to expect of a child this young. 7.45, especially if it's bright. Yeah, it's, I mean, I think I you have to. I wonder, is it bright? I wonder, does she have the uh, grow blind? blind? I don't know. Grow blinds are great, but I do think you might have to redraw the expectations there. Mm. Most kids will not sleep that late. I mean, if you get by six... To me, that's winning the sleep we lottery. Know a lot of people that are not getting by six. No. And there's an awful lot of people. Here's the thing. This is why this hats off to this emailer. Yeah. Very few people yeah. who are going through what you're going through are admitting it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So fair play to yeah, you for getting thank in touch. You. So many people yeah. who are just quietly having their nightmare. Yeah. And when people ask, oh, he's a great sleeper. And you can see it all over. No, and I think, oh, sorry, I hurt myself. And a bit herself again. I'm wearing braces and it's just, it's a nightmare. But okay, so what I do think is amazing about the fact that he gets to seven o'clock in the morning is that now you've got a chance for a success to happen in your house. Change the time without telling him. You know, change it. He, she has a set for 7.45. Uh-huh. Reset it to like just before seven. So when he wakes up, all of a sudden he's obeying one of the rules, which he should be doing anyway. Yeah. He should stay in his bed till that time if you've told him to, but he's not. But this is a chance for you to start your day with amazing. Look at you. You, you stayed in bed till the sun came up. I'm but so that's proud not of the you. Biggest problem, I get that. But Charlotte, she needs something. Start somewhere. Right. Okay. You need a win. Because 745 yeah. is not realistic we to need me. A, yeah. So that's this not is realistic. a quick win. Tina's quick win. You. Straight away. Reset that clock. Don't tell him that. Tell him he needs his time. Half the reason Mm. she's saying 7.45 is because of all the bollocksology that's happening where he's not getting to sleep. I know that, but even so, we all know this, that no matter how late they go to sleep, they're still going to wake early. So, you know, it's really tough. But here's, uh, look, here's what she has to do about the bed, right? Okay. And then after this, I'll give you my half-assed idea that that I'm going to throw in at the end. Okay. But she seems to have entered into an... uh, 
Oh, sorry, I did it again. Negotiation with the bed in the first place. Okay, so like, oh, you know. about removing the rail. About removing the rail. So that's easy to me. To me, I'd just be like, you get out of your bed, that. Rail's so, going back on. The, not the rail, the cot. You're showing me you're not big enough to have a, a cot bed. Oh, man. It's going to go You'd back. You'd bring back the cot? Absolutely. You want to be a big boy, you stay in your bed. Do That's you know the, the rules? Deal. The rules are when mommy closes the door and says goodnight, you go to sleep this and stay in your bed. In her, in her you only mode. get up if you need me or you need to go toilet. You are not allowed to leave your bed. Do you understand that? What happens if you leave your bed? We put the rail back on. I put the rail, I put it back on. Why you do, why is he allowed to have a bed if he's not listening to the rules? I wouldn't. I wouldn't have it. Charlie's like scared for well, me. I think um like so many times across the last season or so of this, you really do have to kind of accept as a parent that sometimes the hardest answer is, is the right one. Well, this is an e- for me, you give you're going to give you it's this clarity. guy the chance. You're going to say, look, I'm so excited you want to have your bed. And, you know, mommy listened to what you wanted and she put the side oh, yeah. rail she on. Goes, this is Tina with the Jedi yeah. mind. Mommy listened to yeah. you. I did. And I yeah. trusted you because mm. you're a big boy and I love you so much. But you're not doing what you're told. Turns out you're not a no, big boy. don't say that. <laughs> you're not doing what you're told. What? You're not staying in bed at night. And that's showing me that while you thought you were a big boy and could stay in your bed all night, you're not that's, doing that. That's what I said. Yeah, but you're... You can't not, say... You can't turns say... Out, turns out you're a little you're gobshite. Not a, you're not a big boy. <laughs> and your cat's coming back. Because it's life say, will cave in. I love you. And I know you wanted to stay this way, so I will give you a chance. But if you continue to get out of your bed, you were showing me you're not ready. And it is my job to keep mm. you safe. And I cannot keep you safe if you keep getting out of your bed at nighttime when you know you're not supposed to. So if you get out of your bed again to keep you safe, I have no choice but to make it back into a cot. God. And you've got to be ready to follow through. Because what's happened is... He's not Little ready. dude... He's excited. ...is in a game. Yeah. He's like, this is the crack. Yeah. In the and she knows it. She said it in the email. And she probably it was probably like, very cute at the start. Yeah. I mean, they're in an apartment. It's yeah. very cute because yeah. he can completely come into their space. He's not having to, you know, yeah. navigate stairs or anything. Yeah, yeah. So it's super cute. But this is this is the. I also you think the bedtime routine would be really good for him, like a little, you know, those uh, oh, it, a tick chart routine for him, like you know, into bed, do your wee wee, brush story. your teeth, into bed, bedtime story, kiss kiss, lights out, and then him seeing that kind of visual schedule would be really good for him, mm. because what's expected of him, you know, you could even have lights out and then the sun in the morning. So the last thing he gets to do in the chart is in the morning to mm. get up. So two ideas. Don't, you don't. I don't think you agree. I do. I do. You just think no, this mom isn't no. going to do it. Uh, no, I do. I just think that uh, she might need to change things because it's like the the current strategy yeah. has failed. So when you're when yeah. you're bringing in the idea of uh, sitting him down and going, okay, we've learned something. We took the rail off was a was a big yeah. boy thing and you know you're showing me you can't do the big boy thing yeah so we go back to cot equally i would be looking at changing that tummy tippy thing 
I'd be going, right, well, we need a different clock just to reset kind of how he views Oh, I don't think the clock is the issue because I think the fact that he's getting to seven is he's fantastic. Yes, I get he's not obeying it, but that's an opportunity for her to trick him into thinking he is by just resetting it to just before seven so that when he wakes up, the sun is coming up and she gets to go, amazing, well done, thank you. You did great. You did mm. what you're supposed to do. Come in with big praise and he thinks he's great. Look, the problem with the bed is she did enter in, into a negotiation with her child. Mm. She did talk to him and involve him in the process. Yeah. She agreed to his terms. You can't do that. It's always got to be parent-led. He has to think he's getting to do something amazing and I better not fuck this up. Final suggestion from because like that to me is that right that's i think you've got it and i think that this what i want to say is just really quickly the way she's talking to him is incredible and fair play to her keeping her patience every time she puts him back to bed that is amazing i would even take a bit a few of those words away she's giving him too much language and don't look him in the eyes when she's talking to him. <laughs> <laughs> don't make eye contact. <laughs> don't make eye contact. Um, you know, we know someone quite close to us who had some sleep issues with their kid recently. And all of those sleep issues have sorted themselves out mm. when that kid was properly tired. Yes, that's true. So there is that to be thrown into the mix here. Invest in a treadmill of some sort. Also, you don't even we laugh told, at the jokes no, anymore. I, I just make jokes and they seriously. go over your head. And I you're took like, it. I was like, that's a, a good idea. Treadmill. No, I'm just saying <laughs> you need to wear this kid out to the point where when he gets to his bed, he's like, good night, mommy. I'm and you're forgetting the game changer in that instant was we told her, give him a supper. Yeah. And that kept him going. Yeah. Also, you know, the thing people forget, you know, she's, he's wedding during the night, which is so yeah, frustrating for the mom. And I, like, I feel awful for her. He's still in a nappy, though, so that's expected. But what she can do with the drink is, you know, like when you're in hospital and those little pink sponges that are mm. on a stick. Mm. You can if your child is feeling thirsty, but you can't actually give them a drink because you can't deny them mm. a drink. But you can let them suck on one of those. And they, you know, if they just need to feel like their lips aren't that dry anymore, that's not that evil if you know they're not dehydrated. I mean, mm. you can't dehydrate your children, but if you know they're just chancing their arm for a drink, those sucky sponges aren't a bad idea. Yeah. You know, I would hate saying no to kids on drinks, but I know sometimes it's just a power move on their uh, part. It, yeah, you know? it does just sound like Mm. He's a, a criminal in. Uh, <laughs> a, a, in I mean, he a, just sounds gorgeous. a standoff with his hostage negotiator. Like everything she's described to us are things she's going to laugh about in a few years to come. But we both oh, know when you're in are, it, when you're in yeah. it, it's horrible. It's you can't tough. picture those years, and you need your sleep, and it's really hard. So if she can find in herself a way to very clearly explain to him, "Mommy was very good to you. I listened when you told me you wanted a big boy bed, but you are not." doing what you were you're supposed to do you're not staying in your bed and now i have to tell you i'm giving you a warning if you continue to do this behavior it is not going to be a big boy bed it is going back to the cot he won't want that but you got to give him a chance our final question of the day is about toileting yes you know you've been sitting there going yeah but when are you going to talk about toilets well that was a kind of toileting question now's our time (gasps) sorry my coccyx (laughs) I hurt my coccyx during the summer because we went on the Greenway for far too long, some might say. I should mention that Tina, when Tina says coccyx, she means her tail. She has an actual tail. 
<laughs> That's a little known fact about sitting, my wife. I'm sitting on four cushions. She can it's wag not her enough. tail and she has hooves as well. <laughs> um, but before we get to asking the question of toileting. Um, hooves and a tail. What does that make me? I don't know. Oh, Pegasus. I was going to say a minotaur. <laughs> Pegasus. Oh. Um, you've got some issues with my toileting. Oh, you're gross. What? I mean, you're an angel. No, you're gross. Uh, I don't think there's any woman listening to this who doesn't have an issue with their man's toileting. Well, myself and Daryl have just been together too long. Even this morning I was describing to him. How I need more roughage. <laughs> yeah, because I felt like I gave birth to my poo this morning. And he was like, Tina, seriously, no. And I was like... Who else am I going to talk to about this, Charlotte? Why do you need to talk to anyone about it? <laughs> because I really did feel like I gave birth to my boo. I was like, oh my God, I just delivered it, that. There's women who are pregnant <laughs> listening to this are going, you're undermining pregnancy. They know. They know. Well, I've been pregnant. I know I'm not undermining pregnancy at all. Yeah, but you had a C-section. <laughs> <laughs> not by choice. It's an emergency. No, you don't know what it's like to give birth. <laughs> Oh, I know. And I'm always sad about that. Tina's issues with my toileting are (laughs) all related to my target practice. Like we've (laughs) talked about, you know, getting the target sticker for the back of the loop. Yeah, yeah. But like, I think it's just that like the... Don't do it. I'm too tall. Oh, I thought you were going to make some jokes. About about the length of my schlong. Well, that's a whole (laughs) other matter. (laughs) You have to fold it up (laughs) into the toilet. (laughs) Well, it just, you know... It bangs off. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> it gets slammed in the lid of the toilet. <laughs> the cupboards. <laughs> I remember Joe Wilkinson saying it knocks over Wellington boots. <laughs> but this is our question here and it doesn't relate to that. I love your podcast and the advice you give with all things parenting. And I've listened to your previous episodes on potty training, but I still need help. My four year old boy was potty trained when he was two okay. and two months. And all was going fine for a long time. But over the past year, he's regressed. Now, this is happening. All the time. All the Especially time. Especially with boys. We had it. We had it done. I know. It was done. That's very it, tough. Especially when you're like to the kid. But you know what's yeah. going on because you did this. Yeah. You used to do this. Like it is. Yeah. It is more frustrating than, you know, fixing the plumbing in your house. <laughs> and then exact same plumbing issue arising. Yeah, but it is while remembering, even though how absolutely head melting it is at the time, it's true. You did do this. He did have it. Whatever's happening at the moment is happening. Well, what's he happening will get back there. He's doing massive donks in his pants. Oh. He keeps doing poos in his jocks. Okay, he never does a wee in his pants, but he's pooing in his pants. Okay. And it's become a regular thing, often up to three times a day. Well, at Ooh. least the bowel movements are regular. That's, that's But, you know, this is so completely, really common for boys. It's an actual issue for boys. I thought this she was going to say here, my husband also does it. She <laughs> says, my husband and I mostly try not to make a big deal out of it mm-hmm. and use the same line. Would you like to finish that in the toilet? And we bring him to the toilet. We've tried reward charts for doing his business in the toilet, but nothing is working. Right. We've asked him about it and he promises the sun, moon and stars when it's discussed with him. He okay. can go four to five days where he has no accidents and then it reverts back to the same thing again. We've tried to monitor. Are there any changes at home around these times, etc. But 
the only thing we can observe is at times if he's having fun while playing, he doesn't want to leave the fun. Okay. We've talked to him about pausing the game, etc. while he goes. If we see him pulling at his trousers or showing signs, he might need to go. Mm. Other than this, there is no obvious pattern. He will just walk off, come back, walking in like John Wayne. Oh, no. Announcing he has pooed his pants, just like John Wayne used to. He always tells us immediately because he doesn't like the feeling of it. Right, okay. Any help or advice you have would be amazing. We're planning on potty training our two and 21 months old this weekend and don't want to do it wrong or create any further issues with her. And we're hoping when he sees her using the potty of the toilet, it may encourage him to use it more. I'm not so sure. I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks a million. Anonymous. Well, you know, they're right. That will encourage him to do it more because he'll want to be the big brother there mm. and he'll want to be able to do it. And there's a way in using language that doesn't make him feel diminished or terrible for not doing his poos in the toilet. But kind of rewarding when you're toilet training a sister, just being like very vocal about how exciting it is that she's getting her poos in the toilet and not directing any of that language towards him, but just making sure he hears Oh my God, look how happy they are when she does that. And that really would reinforce this for Can him to I do it. Can I ask you a question straight away? Do you think that they're not asking him to change himself? I feel like they probably are. But if they aren't, they definitely should start because he'll find that really boring and he won't want to do it. It's hassle. It's hassle. And it's not one-to-one. you got to think about how do I introduce hassle to this? How do I take away attention he might be looking for and introduce hassle? So he comes to you and he's able to say, uh, I've pooed my pants. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I have pooed my pants. <laughs> Let the attention festival begin. Exactly. So what you need to say to him is, um, thank you for telling me that. Go and get changed. And that's it. Go and get changed. You're a big boy. You know how to go and get, you don't even have to say big boy, but you know where your clothes are. Go and get changed. If he doesn't know where his clothes is or how to do that. The same way you would as if your that, husband did it. Yeah. Well done. No, I've yet the door. Go and get changed. <laughs> but if... We've got dinner reservation. <laughs> chop, chop. Um, if he doesn't, if the first time you do that and he doesn't know how to go get his clothes and all, that's fine. you got to model that. So you got to bring him silently to his room. Mm-hmm. You still love there. You're just not going to reward any of this behavior with nice attention. You show him how to get the clothes out of the drawer. You leave them down. You show him how to take his pants off, how to tip the poo in, how to clean his bum, how to get new pants on dress himself, and then the next time, be ready to say, okay, thank you for telling me. Now go and get yourself dressed. What if he deliberately makes a hames of it? Well, then that's his, That's on him. He has to look like a fool. Yeah, but then you end up doing it. No, you don't end up doing way. it. He's four and a half. He can dress himself on. I'm just saying that, like, if I'm that four-year-old, <laughs> and we both know that I'm very in touch with my inner child. <laughs> yeah. I always say that sometimes my inner child is at the controls. <laughs> yeah. You have to go through my inner child to get to me. Yeah. He's yeah. certainly making a lot of the fashion decisions. <laughs> but if I'm that four year old, I'm going, I'll do it myself, eh? Well, well, watch how crap that I do this. Look, it's true. There's going to be certain times when you can't allow your child to do it themselves because there's just not time or it mm. doesn't suit. Yeah. And in those occasions, just try not to give the feedback they need. Try not to give the eye contact. Try to do or it silently. Oh, hugs. You can't refuse hugs. Okay. But you can control how fun it is. 
can control how, oh God, I didn't really like that. I yeah. way prefer when they're happy with me. Like, but it's, it's not it refusing it? kindness. It's I think we're on it here. Yeah, it's just don't give the eye contact, make it boring, it, make right. it boring. So think about this. Mm -hmm. Which would you prefer? Going to the loo, Getting wiping your own butt. Yeah. Or having your mom pull up your pants and tuck your t-shirt oh, into your jacks again. Yeah. I don't like that now. Bending <laughs> <laughs> over somebody does, oh, gives it a little wipe, a I bit do. of powder, okay. pulls up my shorts. <laughs> and off I go. A little bit of powder. <laughs> <laughs> what are you just saying? You're, Tina's on this. She's got it. Like, no, yeah. If well, you can okay. make yeah. this thing that he's reverted back to doing. Yeah, boring. A bigger pain in the hole. Big pain in the hole, yeah. And and not fun. Crack. No fun. No, no. oh, this, I get my mom or my dad on my own. No, no, you, this is your responsibility now. No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, well, we often give updates on what, how the strategies have gone yeah. for people. So if you're locked in and you're loving, honey, you're ruining our kid. Well, the best place to be to find the full extended cuts or weekly episodes is on patreon.com forward slash Irishman Abroad. It's also how we fund the making of this show, how it makes it worthwhile. And uh, in return, you get access to a whole bunch of other podcasts, mm. including bonus episodes of Honey, You're Ruining Your Kid. And my favorite podcast, Irishman America. And you also get priority when you submit a question. Yes. You obviously get tons and tons of questions. But of course, if you're a member, we will deal with your question first. That's not to say that not everybody's important. We're just saying that if you want to come over there, uh, that you will get to the top of the queue right away uh, in return for paying price of a pint a month access to everything over on patreon.com forward slash Irishman abroad that's it for this week Tina thank you so much for doing this and episode. thank you Charlotte I don't know how you mustered up the energy there you were absolutely exhausted I'm pretty wrecked yeah, yeah. but I, I think that brings me closer to our listeners that's true true <laughs> you can emphasize who Charlotte's uh, uh, training for the Dublin Marathon at training the moment, for the Dublin so Marathon at the moment go. with the help of Sonia Sullivan and Vinnie Mulvey uh, maybe you're doing that uh, let me know and uh, maybe come and join us for a Sunday run. We're going to be in the Phoenix Park in two weeks time uh, for a big meetup run. So if you're a honey ruining arcade listener and don't even know about the Irishman running abroad, this would be your way to get yeah. a bit of a group run in and people who are going through what you're going through. But I feel that same level of foggy tiredness yeah, I know. that uh, people feel when their kid is very young. So I definitely can relate. It's if so you're right funny there, how you never forget that feeling. No. It's such a it's such a horrible mm. tiredness that you mm. never quite get over it, I don't think. Yeah, I might yeah. have to sneak a nap, which is like the cardinal sin for any family. Yeah, it's fine Somebody when your kid is old, nap. but when they're little and you find your partner sleeping, oh. you're like, well, you Yeah, yeah Guys, divorce. Take care of yourselves. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks so much, Tina. Thank you, Jar. Honey, you're ruining our kid with Jarlath and Tina. A Go Loud Parenting Podcast, proudly sponsored by Buy Me. The only way to get done stores delivered to your door in as little as an hour. Don't forget, use code HONEY10 for €10 Euro off your first order. T's and C's apply.